0: Figuring out the federal excise tax where complex IRS rules can trip up your flight department. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan.
1: NBAA's Flight Plan is brought to you by JetQuest. Citation-focused, client-driven. That's jet Quest. JetQuest.
0: I'm Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. Where do business aircraft operators find the most difficulty in dealing with sometimes complicated tax rules? Well, take the federal excise tax, for instance.
1: I think I see... People getting tripped up on the international flights where they're stopping someplace before they continue on.
0: That's Mark Denon, chief financial officer at Solaris Aviation in Petaluma, California. He's also a member of the NBAA tax committee.
1: If you're flying the 48 states here, which is the majority of charter trips, it's a pretty straightforward calculation. But it's when you're going different places outside the country, Alaska and Hawaii, where most people
0: have issues. Nell Stubbs agrees. She's vice president and co-owner of Conklin & Decker in Prescott, Arizona. Nell says there are a couple of issues to consider when figuring the federal excise tax on a Part 135 trip overseas or to either Alaska or Hawaii.
1: Ask the whole question instead of sitting here saying, well, what's the FET from here to the Bahamas? Well, I can answer that question. That's an international flight. But then all of a sudden they throw in, well, we're going to stop in Ohio and Tennessee and Florida, and then we're going to the Bahamas. And then it gets a little bit more complicated, always.
0: In those cases, how long you stop before that international leg often determines the way the tax is figured.
1: If I go from Phoenix to Miami and I land and I pick up fuel and I take off again, as long as I'm on the ground, less than 12 hours, and then I go on to the Bahamas, it is called an uninterrupted international trip. So only the per-person head tax would apply of $17.80.
0: But if the layover between the last domestic leg and the first international leg is more than 12 hours...
1: Then the domestic tax of 7.5% and the segment fee would be due on that portion of the trip from Phoenix to Miami... And the international head tax would be due when they departed the continental United States.
0: See how nuanced this can get? And check out this question from Sabra Drawn, who handles charter billing for Solaris.
1: We paid another vendor $10,000, let's say, and they said that included FET. We charged our client $13,000. So would our liability be on the additional whatever we charged above and beyond what we'd already paid, correct? Okay, depends on how you invoice it. If you actually go to your customer and say that $3,000 is our commission, then it's not subject to FET because you Mm -hmm. identified it as your commission. If you lump the two together, the tax is due on both.
0: You can learn much more on what is and is not eligible for the federal excise tax in the upcoming July-August edition of Business Aviation Insider. You'll find it in your mailbox, on your smartphone and tablet by using the Apple and Android Business Aviation Insider apps, and online at nbaa.org slash news insider. I'll have more business aviation news for you in just a moment, but first, please this message. NBAA sponsors more than a dozen seminars and professional development planning courses year-round. The courses are offered on-site at locations across the country or online. Increase your professional knowledge and advance your business aviation career with a PDP course today by visiting www.nbaa.org slash on demand. Welcome back to NBAA's Flight Plan. I'm Pete Combs. It's not just NBAA that's very concerned about the specter of a privatized air traffic control system in the United States. At a recent discussion about the future of America's ATC system in Washington earlier this month, NBAA President and CEO Ed Boland said... There's wide-ranging concern about the idea as FAA reauthorization continues to work its way through Congress. Fifteen general aviation uh, associations came together and said we've got long-standing concerns with this proposal that go well beyond user fees. Consumer groups have come forward. Labor groups have come forward. Conservative groups have come forward. Liberal groups have come forward. For more information, check out the FAA Reauthorization and Modernization page at the NBAA website. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. I'm Pete Combs. Thanks for listening to Flight Plan.